Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson. On this week's episode, we are talking about what you actually need to teach in your homeschool. This topic idea came from a listener question, and if you ever have something you would like us to cover, feel free to message us over on Facebook, or you can email us at todd at thesmilinghomeschooler.com. Before we begin, I also want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. Check out a free demo of their new 4.0 version of the curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Ready to get going. Let's go ahead and get started. Okay. Well, hi, everybody. And by the way, uh, I've had several people that I was talking to who said, oh, we're switching over to teaching textbooks or have, and it's been a great thing. I know they're having a, they're a little overwhelmed right now by their big switch to 4.0. Uh, in fact, I was over at their website, and there's a... Uh, uh, YouTube video by the founder, and basically he's handing you his head on a platter and saying, "We are sorry that this has been so hard. We had no idea." And then we were talking to them, and they're getting thousands and thousands of calls just trying to make that transition from 3.0 to 4.0. If you're just kind of getting in, you're not going to have that issue. And it's not super super complicated. It's just uh, they, some of the people need some help and they didn't realize well, how probably big a, a job it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so. complicated on their end, but I don't think the transition yeah. from moving to 3.0 into 4.0 is that difficult, but a lot of people seem to be needing help. So they're, they're just, they're struggling to get there, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. We just got back from a, a ball game. Ben and I were over watching, uh, Jed and Cal play basketball, and uh, and by play, they didn't really play very much. That's um, one minute of the game, though, for sure. <laughs> they were good for that minute, but they uh, had a good time. Um, it's so funny that two different boys, one is, I mean, he probably got home. When he gets home, he will, he'll go out and play in the dark, and the other one could care less about the game at all. He said he told me when we first started that he'd be just as happy to be the mascot for the team, so uh, that's good. But afterwards, we went to this bowling alley that sells, um, they also have food, and uh, on Tuesday, they have $3.99 tenderloin sandwiches. I mean, these are the kind of tenderloins that fill the whole plate. Which, if you are in another state, tell me, I think, I'm pretty sure this is a mostly like Indiana, Michigan, Midwest thing. I mean, where you get a pork tenderloin that's fried and it's about like the size of a plate. I mean, it's humongous. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating And it was all. great. It was great. It hangs way over the bun. But I don't know if I've never really seen them anywhere else as far as I can tell. And I, I, I was watching a food show and they were talking about it being super regional to this area. Mm, so did, if you ever I come to no this idea. area, if you don't have them where you are, you got to get a pork tenderloin because they are huge. <laughs> so if you're listening, put a comment down there and let us know if that's something that they have in your neck of the woods as well. I just always assumed it was like a county fair thing where they, they take this thing and they pound it flat, huge, as big as a dinner plate, and it hangs over the bun by four inches <laughs> all the way around. So it, it's a great yeah, that's sandwich. That's pretty hilarious, but they're good. But this is a... This is a big week here because it's Jed's 13th birthday on Friday. That's crazy. He is our last of our eight who will be turning 13. And we're going to kind of keep this quiet because the, the, the 13th birthdays, I think, have gone progressively down ever since Ben's. Because when Ben was the 13th birthday, we spent the night on a World War II submarine uh, with a bunch of people. And it was super, super fun. Had a ceremony at midnight on the deck. And Jed will probably get a cup right over there. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty much down downhill for sure. Uh, (laughs) But we've always tried to do something special, whether that's been a water park or 
I know for the girls, uh, someone went to the American Girl doll place up in, I don't even know if they have American Girl dolls anymore, up in Chicago, and um, we've done other things. So, But this is our last one, so we're trying to get some plans for that, trying to make it special. It's crazy. Time yep, flies. It is, it is nuts. <laughs> I still think of them being like three, you know, well, not three, probably more like six, but uh, it's just bizarre. It moves fast, but. Well, I thought we'd talk uh, today um, because, um, uh, you know, as the world is falling apart, especially our country, and uh, we don't know what's going on, we're going to talk about important stuff like homeschooling and being a mom. And I'll tell you, um, I'm just encouraged all the time uh, by uh, people I meet and comments that I hear from other homeschoolers. And even uh, today, I think it was, I was talking to a mom in our town. I just called our local, uh, you know, our town hall to talk about some trash pickup. And the lady said, hey, are you a homeschool speaker? And I said, I am. And uh, and I asked her, so are you a homeschooler? And she goes, well, we've been homeschooling for about a year, you know, since COVID started. And she goes, but I think we're going to keep doing it because I've loved it so much. And that just warms my heart mm -hmm. because it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. But I know that as soon as you start homeschooling, um, maybe after that nudeness wears off of the beautiful thing, then you start getting really concerned. You start worrying. You start worrying about all these different things. And so, uh, Ben, I thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about um, homeschool regulations, you know, what you have to do and what you don't have to do. And it's kind of born out of a, um, an email that I got this past this week, just a few days ago. And it was from a mom in Michigan. I'm not going to give you all the details because I haven't asked her permission. But she just said something like, I I'm guessing from that you live in a freer state because and that was it, you know, because, oh, because you you kind of encourage us to be, you know, take breaks and take it easy and and have fun, <laughs> you know. And the implication was that the state that she was in, which was Michigan, surely must be a really tough state. And well, she's not she able to take breaks. I expressly said that, uh, that Michigan, she's like, I live in Michigan and it's a more strict state or whatever or something like that. I right. think something like she said. But kind of implying that she's not able to do all this fun stuff mm -hmm. because, hey, we have to buckle down in this state. And so um, I looked at their uh, uh, the Michigan state law and Ben looked there and we're going to talk about that for a little bit here in a second. But Ben, I thought we should talk, you know, just about the importance before we even begin that conversation, the importance of words, because words mean things, you know, especially in the laws that of our land. And in fact, as we're talking about masks. Um, do you know the difference, Ben? You probably do. I didn't really. I had to look it up. The difference between, because you see on all these uh, uh, doors you're going into restaurants and doors going into Walmart, there's a picture of a mask that says you have to wear a mask. But it doesn't really say you have to wear a mask. It says we suggest you wear a mask or it says the state laws have mandated that we should. Do you know the difference between a mandate and a law, Ben? I don't I know. Don't I mean, actually, I'm putting you on the spot. No, I, 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 didn't really... I mean, I would have guessed. I would have guessed like a mandate is something that's not necessarily legally passed as a law, mm. but it is something that's been like an executive order or something like that. I don't know what an actual mandate. You, you're means, really so. close. You're way closer than I was because I was thinking a mandate was kind of like a whim. You know, it's just like they decided to do that. And really, a law, of course, is passed by the legislature, and. Um, 
the mandate is set down by maybe the the highest power in a state a mandate would be by a governor you know and it really carries a lot of the same weight as a law even though it is not a law and so uh i thought again that we would look at uh, uh the michigan law specifically um but before we go there, um, maybe just to talk a little bit about how I got there, because I think it's interesting because, you know, I've spoken in all the states. I've spoken in Canada. I've spoken everywhere nationally, which internationally, which means Canada, nowhere else besides Canada, um, but all the states. And oftentimes, because I come from a in, we're in Indiana, we're pretty um, homeschool friendly, not pretty homeschool. We're very homeschool friendly, um, basically. You homeschool, you don't have to tell anybody, you don't have to report to anybody, you just do it. Um, um, but oftentimes when I'm speaking to a group of people, I'll say something like, now I don't know if you have to take grades in your state, and I mean, I say this all the time, and it doesn't matter what state I'm in, and I say, I'll say something like, do you, do you have to keep grades? And half of the people will nod their head yes, and half the people nod their head no. <laughs> And I'm like, you guys really need to figure this out because I don't know how many people I've had tell me something that just is not true. Now they heard it from someone and so they believe it to be true. They'll say, oh, in our state, we have to do this. And I'm like, really, you do in this state? And then some leader will come up afterwards and say, well, no, we don't have to do that in our state. So I think it's a good idea, whether you're just starting um, or maybe you've been doing it a while and maybe to check out the laws, and I'm not saying the mandates or suggestions, but the laws in your state. Um, lots of people will go to um, different websites to get their information, but I went straight to the horse's mouth. So I went to, um, I just typed in Michigan homeschool laws. And Ben, you probably have it before you as well. Yep. Um, and I mean, one thing to know is we're just choosing Michigan because this is one that she brought up. You know, some states right. there are more different differences, but the principle of oh, yeah. actually read it and see what it says for yourself. Uh, it makes me think of like, you know, in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 1, where Barbosa, he's like, it's more like guidelines than rules or <laughs> right. something like that. It's <laughs> like, and that's actually true because a lot of these, it's like, and we've seen this a lot this last year is the government gives suggestions for everything in your life, but that does not mean you have to do it. And they're just giving you what they think are best practices, but read it and see what it says. And something else that made me think is, you know, you know, unfortunately our country gets bashed on a lot, but homeschooling is a perfect example of why we do have a great country overall, because, you know, there is a huge portion of the world where it is not allowed or very, or very minimal at least, um, and you know, and I, I, I think that's something that people just take for granted that like, of course we can homeschool, but like that is not consistently the case. And that's a freedom that is very awesome that we have. So anyways, exactly. just a side thing, but, and I would say too, that neither Ben nor I are yes. lawyers <laughs> and, uh, which is a good thing. And, uh, that means, you know, don't hold us responsible for anything that we might say. You are responsible to check these things out yourself. And, uh, you know, which I will tell you, this doesn't seem to use a ton of legalese. This is pretty, uh, pretty uh, straightforward uh. here. So maybe read the first paragraph there and see what. OK, well, well let's well, let's just look at this, you know, and we're going to and as Ben and I were talking right before, we're just kind of going to go down through it and maybe just talk about it. We won't we're not going to bore you to tears right. with this. But this is, again, 
every state, uh, you can find this for every state. Some of them are a little more complicated in the fact that they're not, this is like a two page PDF, um, which is super simple. And this says right to homeschool. Michigan parents have the right to homeschool their children, which all states, all 50 states have that same right. The law requires a parent or legal guardian uh, of a child from the age of six to 16 to send his or her child to school during the entire school year, except under certain limited circumstances. Uh, the law was amended and they jumped it up from age uh, 16 to 18. And uh, and then it has some other things. Um, but it, well, again, this is the law requires. That means that this is a law that kid, the parents have to have their kids in school from this. It doesn't give it doesn't give any uh, doesn't say how many days. It doesn't say anything about that. It just says from those years. They have to be homeschooled. Then you want to read another point? Well, they have to be school. And it says the exceptions include, you know, non-public school or educating a child at home. But um, the thing that I think is also interesting, and this is something that a lot of people who don't homeschool don't really understand, um, was, uh, you know, who may homeschool? Homeschool education is responsibility of a parent or legal guardian. The parent assigns homework, gives tests, and grades these tests. I think that's really important and interesting. Or, and it also says the issuance of report cards, transcripts, and diplomas are the responsibility of the homeschool family based on internal standards. It literally says that. So if home And what does internal standards mean? That is what you decide is internal exactly. standards. And it says that's if exactly homeschooling continues to grade 12, the parent issues a high school diploma to their child. I mean, that seems pretty easy. I mean, it literally says... You get to decide, you get to give tests if you want, you get to grade these tests if you want, you get to assign homework, whatever, and you get to decide the standards. I mean, that is that is extremely friendly to homeschooling and extremely friendly to you, and you're considered good enough to do all that stuff, you know, right there. Who can do it? So I think that is just super <laughs> about as, you know, clear as it gets in terms of, you know, the people who put so much pressure on themselves. Oh, yeah, I'm, oh, there you I'm go. Open okay, now. you're back. Something happened. I was like, okay, all of a sudden, so, I couldn't tell if you were smiling or if you were uh, actually moving or not. So No. So I didn't hear. Where'd you finish? No, I just said that's an incredibly clear, and I think all the pressure that people put on. And again, this is one state, but a lot of states are like this. But, you know, and we had a mom who just emailed us saying that she thought it was very strict about what they had to teach. And they're literally saying, you get to decide. So that was all I said. Well, it, it goes on just a little farther. Mm -hmm. Okay, it says the reporting process. It says the annual reporting of a homeschool to the Michigan Department of Education, MDE, is voluntary. And Ben, I don't know about you, but voluntary means? For me, it means I'm not gonna be doing it probably. <laughs> <laughs> that means I get to decide again. It is not required unless a student is requesting eligible special education services from the local public school or intermediate school district. Um, so that means, and I'll let you read after that, Ben. Um, to keep going on that paragraph. But again, um, it says only if you're involving us, you know, the school district or the public school, do you need to do anything like that? Okay, why don't you keep reading? It says it is not required that a parent inform their local school of this. No, 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 oh. go, no don't read that next sentence after I was done. Uh, I don't know where you ended. Um, third sentence, third line. It is recommended? Yeah. Okay, it is recommended that the parent first submit a completed non-public school membership report to MDE if special education services will be requested. 
And then it gives okay. you the link to the form. But again, that same thing says recommended. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you have to. It just means, hey, like, if you have a special edu education child that you need from them, then it's recommended that you submit something. But still, it's not saying it's required. Um, I think then you can go ahead and jump to where you were. Yeah, I was just saying it's not required that a parent inform their local school decision to homeschool. However, it is suggested. I mean, again, that I mean that leads to some other reasons, and there might be reasons you want to, but um, you know, they're just suggesting it. It's not required. Um, and I, I honestly, if it said, but it is suggested, I wouldn't do it. I mean, if it says it's required, I would do what's required. But usually their suggestion is so that they can have some control over what well, you're doing. And I think the only other reason might be is if you pulled your kids out um, without telling them what you can do illegally. That's a good point. It That's might, a good they point. might start doing like truant officer, you know, like they and they say that like you might have truancy issues right. and stuff like that. It'd just be again, you have every right. They can give you no grief over it. But it might just prevent like potential issues of why aren't your kids all of a sudden showing up to school if they're used to it. That's so. a really good point. And, <laughs> and maybe a very wise thing. Um, there was a mom who uh, messaged me maybe or maybe it was on Facebook who started homeschooling either yesterday or today. Um, probably you would like to let them know that, hey, my kid's not going to be showing up anymore. Yep, exactly. Um, um, the next part's go good ahead. too. Nope, go for it. T teacher requirement. A parent or legal guardian who homeschools his or his or her child is not required to hold a valid uh, Michigan teacher's certificate, permit, or occupational authorization. So that means if you're the parent of your child, you don't have to have anything else. You know, um, I, again, it says a parent or legal guardian reporting to MDE, the Michigan, uh, whatever that's, Department of Education, must have a minimum bachelor's degree to be approved unless they claim a, a sincerely held religious belief against teacher certification. So again, what they're saying is, if you read up above, if you're gonna um, report to us, you know, you're going to register with us, which is not required, you know, and you have a special needs child, or, you know, you have to have a minimum bachelor's degree, or you can have a sincerely held religious belief against cert teacher certification. Yep. So there you uh, go. That's really <laughs> good. Um, real quick here. How about we put it? Because I think there's still some good stuff to talk okay. about here. Um, okay. But before we do, we just want to give another thank you to Teaching Textbooks. Um, they are currently switching over to 4.0, which as Dad said earlier, you know, there's been a few rough spots. Um, but Melanie said we've moved two of our four kids to 4.0 so far. I like the new program form, um, format. It was a little bit frustrating, but I know Teaching Textbooks is worth the bit of effort to continue enjoying math. And that is true. It's helped our family enjoy math, and it's helped literally thousands, tens of thousands of other families enjoy math, um, or at least not cry during math. So they are the <laughs> math curriculum that helps people smile, and uh, the new version is incredible, has a ton of new features, and way, uh, it works on any device that has an internet browser, basically, and uh, you should definitely go check them out. And you can try out a free trial and a new, uh, their demo over at teachingtextbooks.com. And if you're new to them, you won't really have any issues. It should be really painless and smooth so um don't worry about those rough spots for if you're new so we thank them for all their support uh smiling homeschooler okay um so the next one was course of study so this is where it does kind of get in a little bit into the must but there's another thing that i referenced earlier it says instruction must include mathematics reading english science social studies in all grades and the constitution of the united states the constitution of michigan 
and the history and present form of civil government of the United States, the state of Michigan, and political subdivisions and other stuff. Great. Uh, and that's for certain grades later on. Um, and then it says you can do some non-essential. But again, you do all these things. Which, so people go, oh, no, I have to do all of these to fullest extent. But it said up at the top that you set the standard. So, you know, mm-hmm. just because you have to do mathematics reading, I mean, obviously you're going to be doing reading, but you get to decide how much science is science. You know, if you think my kids, um, we spent a bunch of time outside this year and, you know, planted a garden and did some other stuff and we learned about how seeds grow, whatever, you know, you can count stuff for science because you set the standards. So, you know, just when you start seeing requirements, don't just instantly start thinking you have to follow it to the fullest extent of what that means, you know, if you're in that sort of state. And you're doing all these things all the time anyway. I mean, you're doing these in your normal school. You're doing math, you're reading, you know, your English. Your English might be your reading, you know, your science. You decide, like Ben said, social studies includes everything. I mean, if you're doing Bible, that's social studies. If you're doing uh, history, that's social studies. Um, And even those others, you know, the Constitution of the United States, that's all the upper grades. It never says how much. It doesn't say you can't do it in two weeks or a week. Or, you know, crash course, you know, it doesn't say anything. It just says you have to cover those things. Right. And Uh, Mia made a good point real quick. She said they make it sound so intimidating, but she's like, watch the elections. Uh, Not that we learned that much, but take a trip to your Capitol building. There's plenty of ways to check these boxes that aren't just, you know, get some deep unit study on the Constitution, which might be actually might be a good thing nowadays. But, uh, you know, you get to do all sorts of cool things that count those boxes off um, or check those boxes off. Exactly. And even in the checking the boxes, it says student records. And again, this is for the state mm-hmm. of Michigan. It says parents are encouraged to maintain student records progress of progress throughout the years. These records will assist uh, school personnel with placement should the student enroll in public or non-public school. The granting of credits or in placements of students is solely determined by the receiving school. Um, and then it goes on. So basically... They're saying you should keep records just so when you put them back in school, you know, we'll know where to put them again. But it is not it's not mandated. It's not a requirement. They're just saying we would encourage you to, um, totally. you know, and, and again, in this, if you want to keep records, go ahead. But you don't have to do it because you're the state of Michigan or your state. If it reads the same way, is saying it has to be done. Right. And one of the last ones here, I think that was very relevant. Um, and actually, Mia said something real quick. She said, if we give in to every suggestion, we set the standard for other parents down the road to have this required. So, you know, uh, I think that was good. But um, it says required testing. There's no required tests for homeschooled students. The parent is responsible for administrating tests based upon the curriculum they use. Although not required, homeschooled students may pers- uh, participate in state testing at their local public school. And then it just says, you know, these are managed by the, you know, uh, Michigan Department of Education um, and so on. But, I mean, again, this is just Michigan. Indiana's great. I know there's at least dozens of states that are very, very similar to this. Um, But, you know, that's the thing I think is just interesting is how few people have ever actually read the things that everyone else says is true. You know, like I hear it all the time is where people say, Oh, well, did you see such and such person said this? Or did you see they're not, they're saying you could be arrested if you do this. And it's like, well, did you actually read what they said the law says? And it just says, we'd suggest you to do this or here's the suggest, you know, we can't, it's not a legal thing, but 
it could be this, you know, and, and, and so just read it and see. If it says you have to do 100 things, then unfortunately, if that is legally their law, then you may have to do 100 things. But um, just try to understand it and be a little but bit. But most of the states are not that way. No. Um, but here's the deal. Here's my thinking. Oftentimes, like if you go to other websites um, and sometimes law, um, homeschool law websites, like this one, I'm not going to say who it is, but but it says for the state of Michigan, here's the Michigan state homeschool law, according to them. There are two options, they said. Um, the first option is the way we said. Parents are teaching their own children at home under the homeschool statutes are required to use an organized educational program covering reading, spelling, mathematics, those things that we said. The statute does not require parents to lo notify local government or education authorities that they are homeschooling. The statute specifically notes the parents are authorized to give home instruction, if not, and then it goes just a little bit more. But it says here's option two, this for the same state, the one we just looked at. This is not the government's website, this is their website. Homeschooling as a non-public school. To homeschool your ch children by operating as a non-public school, you will need to follow these requirements. Number one, ensure that the instructor has required qualifications. The instructor in a homeschool operating a non-public school may either be a parent or another person chosen by the parent, regardless of who the instructor is, even though he or she must have a teaching certificate, a teaching permit, or a bachelor's degree. Um, the second one is, Provide annual notification that your homeschooling is a non-public school. At the beginning of each school year, you're required to send the following information to the local public school superintendent. The name and age of each of, the, you know, of each child, the name of the place of the school, the name of the address, all that stuff. Test, uh, teach the required subjects. Of course, you have to do the same things. Um, and again, these are added things. Um, and that's kind of makes me mm -hmm. uneasy. Um, because I hear certain websites will say, here's what your state requires, but we suggest you do more. Yep. We suggest you do more because we want to make it even look even better. You know, it's almost like they just want to write more just for the sake of giving you suggestions. It's just like, I don't, I don't even get the point honestly i don't understand it i know they want us homeschoolers not to look slovenly and we they want us to look better than their counterparts but you know it feels a little like and i'm not saying they're like pharisees at all i'm not saying that um but it it feels a little bit like where you know jesus says told the pharisees you're putting laws on people that weren't even put up on you you know you're adding things you know just to make sure um Again, I would go to your state's list of requirements and I would follow those. Um, and even in those, look at those words. Those words are very clear. And then I'd figure it out. I'd look at it, I'd print that thing off. I'd, and then I would be, you know, I'd set it aside and never look at it again. Because you can move forward with, um, with assurance that you're doing the right thing. Because, you know, you can have tests, you can have your kids tested if that's what you want to do, but you don't need to do it because the states request it or that they suggest it. You do it because you want to or you think it's important because that's the great thing about homeschooling. You get to decide what's best for your kids. So, uh, and unfortunately, there are some states out there that are tough, you know, and, but even in those, uh, there's just a huge yeah. leeway. 
Well, even um, like California, which often is, you know, I've heard is one of the worst, you know, but then at the same time, I'm just reading here and it says what you have to do. And this is on the California Department of Education website. Mm-hmm. Um, it says you have to open a private homeschool based homeschool, which is by filing this private school affidavit. And then it says um, the CDE, which is the California Department of Education, does not provide guidance on how to homeschool. However, a lot of information on all asks of homeschooling is available online to assist those who would like. You know, and it basically goes through and saying, you get to decide, but here's some suggestions, you know, and and I, someone else here from California said that's right what they do is like you have to file the affidavit, but after that you're pretty much you don't have to do anything, you know, testing wise or anything like that. So <laughs> it's just, you know, a lot of it is just assumptions. I mean, it sounds like Mia and PA has quite a, a little bit harder. Yeah, PA is um, a hard one. Which is PA's unfortunate, uh, you know, but. You know, and there are there are states that honestly, uh, a lot of the liberal states are more so that way. And we're not saying every state's easy; it isn't, unfortunately. But just read the actual mm. website and see what it actually says, um, and uh, you know, make sure you're actually educated and not just going off of uh, other things. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was going to say something, but I I totally forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh, you know, one thing too, uh, especially if you're a first-time homeschooler. I know that it can be kind of scary because I, you know, I know when we first started, there was always that fear that somebody was going to kick down our door and take our kids away. That just doesn't happen anymore. I mean, really, it just doesn't happen. Um, One thing, you know, if you live in a tough state, just do what they ask you to do. So if they ask you to register, you know, it's not a bad idea. They're not trying to, they're not going to get all your information and hunt you down. But sometimes when you blatantly you know uh don't do those things it raises flags and sometimes they you have issues that you wouldn't have had if you had just filled out the paperwork like you were supposed to at the beginning of the year um and then i would just say too uh if you're living in a state that's hard to homeschool and you hate everything about it I would, as hard as it is, I'd find a different state to move to. Come to Indiana. Let the people know in your uh, state legislature that you're moving away from their state because they don't. I, I, I uh, got an email from a dad uh, who lived in California, and he said, at least I think it was California. It could have been somewhere up in the northwest, which is even harder than California. And he's, I think it was. I think it was in one of those upper two corner states. Um, he said we moved away because we just couldn't deal with the craziness anymore in homeschooling and in life. And I'll tell you, uh, that uh, gets lots of points in my book for a husband who's willing to lead his family in something that's really hard to be a, to be in a better place for his family. Well, hey, we're out of time. Um, I hope this was encouraging um, because you should be encouraged. And again, you know, my thinking was for the mom who wrote me, uh, you know, she's from the state of Michigan felt like her state was very, um, very, a lot more difficult than Indiana. And it's not, it's still easy. You still have so much freedom and I don't want to see you put yourself under subjection to something that you don't need to, because it's not even there. Um, so anyway, have a great week. Um, make sure you're, uh, doing the important stuff. Um, you know, And I know we're just getting back in after Christmas and New Year's, but, you know, it's still okay. If you still need some time, you can still be easing back into it and enjoying these kind of down days at the beginning of the year, enjoying those times with your kids, 
sitting on couches and uh, doing what really matters. And of course, whatever you do, don't forget to smile. Thanks for listening to another episode. Hopefully this topic helped take some of the stress off you and it will also help you smile a little bit more in your homeschooling. Also, if you'd like more weekly encouragement, sign up for a short weekly encouragement email over on smilinghomeschooler.com. Also, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Text folks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. They just released the newest version of their curriculum, which includes a ton of new features, including new animations, grade dates, search features, and interactive sketch modes. For a free demo, go to teachingtextbooks.com. We hope you have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.